0: So welcome back to another episode of The Shooter's Roll. I'm here with my main man, Dee Swizzle. What's up? I'm my main woman, Reg. Hi. And you know who I am, T. So this first episode, oh, not the first one, first one for this week, I, w- I wanted to get uh, more insight or give the viewers more insight of who we are and, and why do we like the NBA. So I'll start with you, Reg. Um, what attracted you to the NBA? Made you a fan? And the last bit is, why are you a 76ers fan?
1: Yeah, um, all good questions. I um, first got into the NBA because I come from a big sporting family. Um, my family's really obsessed with sports and really obsessed with the NBA. Um, and so I've always had that exposure, but what I needed was something to really draw me in. And that came in the form of Ben Simmons. <laughs> I will 100% admit that I'm a bandwagon Sixers fan. Um, But it's like they say in um, relationships, you know, the looks draw you in, but the personality makes you stay. And it was Embiid's personality that made me stay. Mm. Um, So while Ben Simmons was, you know, the the draw card for me, um, it was Embiid and his personality and the personality of the Sixers um, that, you know, drive for success, but also keeping it fun and lighthearted and really enjoyable. That's what made me stay and be a fan of the NBA and the Sixers.
2: Awesome. Over to you. So. I like trading cards when I was growing up. Showing my you.
0: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs>
2: but I was into, you know, Batman trading cards and um, all sorts of trading cards. But one of them, the main ones, were basketball mm. trading cards. Um, got into the NBA through these trading cards, all the cool kids had. I wanted to be a cool kid. So I started collecting trading cards and from there you got to know players and stats and um, Develop your favorite players and then you start watching. Well, I started watching NBA games back when it was free to air and I do remember um, one of the first series I watched was the 91-92 NBA Finals Jordan and Pippen on their second championship run against the Portland Trailblazers and that's an awesome series yep. um, that's that was a really awesome final series and um, yeah been hooked on the NBA since um, go for the Knicks
0: yes why Or 29 teams you chose the Knicks
2: why um, so when we were growing up I uh, didn't uh, have much money um, our family didn't have much money and I remember being granted a gift it was a jacket from a relative from overseas, and it was a Knicks jacket. Um, at the time, um, didn't know too much about the Knicks. I didn't have, um, you know, favourite players, but I remember that it was the Bruiser era of the Knicks: Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, Patrick Ewing, John Starks, and I, I, I kind of liked that physicality of the way they played. You liked the bully. I like the bully balls. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose from there, you know, the Knicks started acquiring different players and they acquired one of my favourite players in the early 90s, Penny Hardaway. And I guess that's that's where I've, I've stuck through Knicks and uh, through Thick and Thin. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yes, my story is like yours. Yeah, um, yeah. watching uh, the Bulls, uh, Jordan yeah. and Pippen yeah. play against... Um, the Blazers when he made the 6th uh, three pointers
2: and the shrug and the, and the shrug yeah. <laughs> definitely shout out no? So yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you know, then it was a fascination about um, how big was the game because we didn't have much um, like social media that, back in yeah. the day. Yeah, so it was always about oh, you know, what does Jordan do? How does he get? How does he jump? Just this, all these questions that came up and just the whole circus of the of basketball, you know and yeah, it, it was pre- pretty awesome. Like, um, yeah, that's, that's where my love came from. And in terms of teams, I I never really supported any team. Like, maybe I'm more of a bandwagon fan. Where I, I enjoy good basketball, you know. But but one team that stuck with me was Phoenix um, when 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 during the Nash Nash days, uh, yeah. Steve Nash, and and the running basketball. Like, I really enjoyed playing that that type, and then just watching it. It's just just it's just uh, pure basketball for me. Seven and,
2: second offense. Yeah, just yeah. like
0: the shooting. Um, Everyone gets to touch the ball, and um, yeah, yeah, it's good basketball to play. Good basketball to watch. It's very exciting. So cool. Uh, Let's move on to the topics for tonight or today. Okay, um, the NBA has been riddled with um, lots of injuries, as we've seen, and lots of teams' uh, future has, um, as a result of it, uh, the the futures of the season has uh, flipped and, and flopped. So I guess we're here to discuss all the injuries. So, Dee Swizzle. So,
2: do you want to kick us off
0: with the injuries we want
2: to discuss? A few notable ones. Um, the first one I will um, head into, and it's to do with the defending champs, the Toronto Raptors. Now, Kyle Lowry um, on Sunday got diagnosed um, with a fracture in his distal phallus of his left thumb, um, being re-evaluated in two weeks where that leaves the team that was already um, moved on from Kauai. But um, we see the development of Pascal Siakam into that main man role in Toronto. Um, so in terms of missing Kauai, it's sort of been... Um, uh, they've, they've sort of kept it in check. Um, with Lowry going down... And also in the same game against uh, the Pels, the Barker goes down with a sprained Mm. ankle. um, Indefinite period as well. Um, They've given him a longer... They they haven't put a timetable on him as yet, as of the recording of this episode. So in terms of last year's starting five, we're looking at a very diminished team. Um, Fred Van Vliet came into um playing the second most minutes of any player in the nba um those minutes are definitely going to be bumped up with the absence of lowry um today in toronto's loss to the clippers um fred van Vliet played 45 minutes 45 and a half minutes mm. um, that's a lot of stamina um and we're talking about a player who th- when um, the Toronto Raptors were in their championship form, he was, he was their bench guy. Mm. He was their main bench guy, one of the main bench yeah. guys. And now he's thrust in a starting role, and not only a starting role, a very prominent starting role. And he will have to, along with Pascal Siakam, um, have to carry this team offensively um, for them to um, keep pace Mind you, at the moment, they're still second place, equal second place in the East with the Bucks, um, trailing Boston, Uh, but there will still be this period where they've got to find their way, and even in today's game, OG Ananobi gets hurt. Um, So we're talking about major players in their team going down. I think Ananobi will be all right. Uh, Got poked in the eye, but we'll see if he plays in the next game, but... You look at their upcoming games. They've got a tough road trip coming up um, on the 13th of November. They're playing at Portland, then on the 16th of November, they're at Dallas, um, and then they're back home and playing Charlotte, which is more of a cushy game at home. But we will see in the next week how they will develop as a team, being without Lowry for a good proportion, Ibaka for. God knows how long, and also that would mean that Norman Powell will have to play a very prominent role, and Chris Boucher, I think that's pronunciation, <laughs> um, he did well today, um, played 22 minutes, 13 points, 6 boards, 2 blocks, I mean, that's what you want to do, you want that seamless yeah. seamless um, insertion of players, and if, if anyone could do it, I think the defending champs can. Um, big, big props to them if they're they're able to hang on um, in in the East. But, I mean, the East is wide open.
1: Yeah, I think just looking at the impact that um, those two players that you mentioned um, will – sorry, the impact that um, the injuries to those two players that you mentioned will have. Like Lowry, we're not sure how long he'll be out for. Hopefully it's not that long. Um, Ibaka, we have no idea yet. Um, But um, before Lowry went down, Nurse was – getting a lot of usage out of him like his minutes were like high 30s Mm. right um
2: zoning his 30 million (laughs) (laughs)
1: um but and uh so he was averaging a lot of minutes um and it was being really productive with those minutes um so it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the team reacts to that and picks up the slack i mean at the moment they're doing really well
2: yeah
1: um van fleet especially Mm. um and siakam i mean who would have thought he'd be even better than last year Exactly.
2: So, um,
1: but the thing I like about the Raptors is that they've got, after last year's win, they've got a winning mentality. Yeah. I mean, like, if they hadn't won last year, who knows how they would have reacted this year to these types of injuries. But I like the way they're looking at the moment.
2: I think um, that's the thing about winning. I mean, teams in the past have been t- um, geared towards tanking to get the higher yeah. draft picks. But with the evening out of the draft odds... Um teams are, some teams are starting to find more favor in developing their young players to have that winning mentality, and that there are benefits out of um, winning as opposed to developing a losing lock room, mm. a lock of room mm. culture of losing. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, Larry's out with a hand injury. I think Reg, you can cover the next two prominent ones in the similar vein of. Uh... Um,
1: there's been a lot of hand injuries. In recent <laughs> yeah,
2: what's
0: going on the hands? But also just
1: um, just uh, drawing on that point that you mentioned about winning culture yeah. and um, and whether teams will tank after or start to think about tanking with players going down with long injuries. Um, the Warriors is an interesting one because, um, as everyone knows, their main man went down. Uh, fractured left hand and is out for um, reportedly three months possibly longer if sources are correct
0: especially because the team's not playing for anything so it could be half of the season Um,
1: I mean they were not hot at all Mm. before Curry went down Um, and now that Curry's out for a long time um, a lot of questions are going to be asked about how the Warriors are going to respond and what their um, approach to the rest of the season is going to be Correct. Um, they've got Clay Thompson out, they've got Draymond who was out and has just come back and, and got ejected.
0: Injected in the first game, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but a lot of questions are being asked about their depth and how um, yeah, how they're going to approach games this year. Um, before the season started and, and with Curry being available, I mean, a lot of people were on the fence about whether they were even going to make the playoffs. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought they were going to make the playoffs. Yep. I thought their culture was um, strong enough for them to at least compete for a playoff spot. Even though their depth wasn't that great, yep. um, but now that Curry's out, um, they've got to have they've got to ask themselves some serious questions about um, about what their long term approach is going to be.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, I definitely think that um, with Curry and then Green going out for a little bit, it, it, it forced them to, to basically start looking at rebuilding. Yeah, like they, they didn't want to do it by 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 getting D'Lo, but um, yeah, and and it kind of gives them an excuse now, saying, okay, cool, we lost Curry can't be MVP, then let's just rebuild and maybe mm. get get a high draft pick or yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So the good news is when a prominent figure in a team is not around, the team finds someone to step up and law of nature i guess <laughs> yeah someone has to take the shots someone's <laughs> got to take the shots yes. we saw that the other it's day with, a competition with mm. d Lo yeah. hitting a 50 yeah. point game yeah, yeah. props um, pops to d and even before d came back eric pascal mm. been playing well um i know in fantasy has been a very popular fantasy pickup because someone's got to score someone's yeah. the team's got to put on a team uh, got to put on players Um, five players on the court for 48 minutes of the game.
1: I think the other thing is people um, are forgetting that how important D'Lo was to the Nets before he came to the Warriors. He had some really good games with them and almost carried that team um, really far in the playoffs. Um, And I guess now that he's at the Warriors, we're comparing him to a a legendary team um, and Steph Curry, um, a future Hall of Famer. Uh, So... To make those comparisons um, is a little bit unfair on on D'Lo, I think, Mm, because he's a really good player and and he'll, you know, make the Warriors a little bit competitive.
0: Yeah, like the team with – he's playing now with basically him and a bunch of G-leaguers or D-leaguers. That's that's been my Don't
2: you dare call Alec Burks that. (laughs) Don't you dare. (laughs) It
0: is what it is. It is like these guys weren't weren't, – no one wanted to sign them. And the Warriors signed them because they had so many big deals. They had so many big contracts. They had to fill up the holes, right? So so the question I have is, uh, does that mean that um, they'll get rid of all their, um, their veterans? Like they're, mm-hmm. they're plug-in veterans because they don't need them anymore. Like, well, for me, if I was running the Golden State, I'll, I'll just get rid of all those guys and just get G-leaguers, <laughs> just fill up the roster. And then if you can find one or two studs for next year. You, know, you, you think about the Spurs. You know, like that one year where Dave Robinson got injured
2: yeah. next
0: year. Duncan and then they're set for
2: uh, they, they're still going through the playoff fund now. Mm. I think the yeah. difference there though is the Spurs purposely tanked, whereas here, yeah, I don't think the Warriors are purposely trying to lose, they're just <laughs> this is bad. losing. This is
0: bad.
2: <laughs> um, but is it too early to count them out? Is it too early? I mean, no. We're, no. we're barely at the end of the season. No. It's, it's have you seen a play? Have you watched any of the games? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's, it's the game starts and the, and you pretty much want to change games. It's just, it's,
2: there's nothing to watch. But is that because you've set the bar high in terms of
1: but there Warriors were, basketball? There are also other teams in the Western Conference who have surprised everybody and I think will make a run for, a for the playoffs true, that true. no one considered.
0: Yeah. yeah, you're right about the Warriors. But today, like I, I was um, skimming through the game, the Warriors game and then the Clippers game. Hmm. And the Clippers game was just more competitive. You had the like the stars in. Yeah. And, and the game just just the story of the game. Like if if the Warriors were a closer game, uh, if Jamon Green didn't get um, ejected, yeah. then then if the game was close I would definitely watch that. Like it's it's um it's a wild card. The, the Warriors are our wild card now. Like them beating Portland. It, it, we, like Portland had a full squad, and, and they basically lost the Warriors. That's unexpected. Yeah. So. All
1: right. All right.
0: Move on to the next one. So Who you got Who you another got.
2: hand
1: injury yeah um i mean we can't not talk about Gordon hayward The really unfortunate oh, no. injury
2: yes that's... i mean
1: this guy's on the comeback he was looking good this season very good and he you know having just come back from that um that previous injury in 2017 which pretty much risked him for a whole season and a half yeah mm-hmm. um and then to come back and put stats like Nineteen points, seven rebounds, four assists, like fifty-six percent from the field, eighty-four percent from the free-throw line. Yeah, he was on his way back up. All-star
2: Hayward. Yes,
1: and it's really, really just sad that that this had to happen to him because, um, I mean, he's a good guy and a good player. And you don't want it. You don't want to see that happen to a player like him. Mm. Um, I mean. It, He shouldn't be out for too long, six weeks, I want to say. But I guess, and I'm sure he'll be back and better. um, But I guess the biggest issue for him will be how does he deal with all of that mentally? Yeah.
0: Yeah, with the hand injury, I I assume that he can still stay in shape. Yeah. He probably can shoot with his left hand. So it's not bigger, bigger injury like he had before. Yeah, But um, yeah, it's definitely uh, a stop of um, the, uh, like he was getting to the like, uh, acceleration to become the who he was before. Was momentum, building, that's yeah, that's fun, yeah. So
1: it, it also seemed—I don't know if you guys have watched um, the replays of it. It seemed like such an innocuous hit. Yeah. Like it seemed like a little flick of um, mm. the collision, and then all of a sudden, um, his hand is gone. Uh, so I really feel for the guy. But like Curry's
2: one with Baines. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting crushed. <laughs> yeah, um, but the Celtics seem to be doing. Okay without him. I mean, it's been a couple of games, but.
2: And, I, and that's the thing, though, isn't it? Because Hayward is going to play this year. Yeah. And more than likely play in the postseason, mm. given the standing of the, the Celtics and the way Brad Stevens coaches the team and how he keeps their players moving on. And through the impressive play um, in Hayward's absence of Jalen Brown, who's yeah. making a bit of a. Yeah. Resurgent. Yeah, um, Tatum
1: had a really good game a couple games yeah, ago.
2: except for today.
1: Yeah, one from eighteen. I'm very well aware of that. I have him in both my fantasy leagues. It's reminded me.
2: And also Marcus Smart. I mean, yes. he's the plug and play yeah. guy there. And uh, for the next six weeks, the uh, the Celtics will have to make do. And similar to the year that Hayward went down, um, the young guys will step up and fill that that void. Mm. So, uh, look, there's things that are on the up and up for the Celtics, and they'll maintain their Eastern Conference um, supremacy, yeah. elitism. Yeah. So that's, I mean, they've got all the right pieces already.
1: They're too good of a team for this to hamper them. Exactly.
2: And just getting on your point about Hayward's confidence... I like the fact that he's been able to come back and play at an all-star level from a foot injury.
1: But I mean, you saw how long it took him to get back. It did.
2: It took that long. Yeah. But I think he'll draw confidence from that, Mm. um, knowing that he can come back and play at an elite level Mm. where everyone's talking about the comeback. Yeah. All the, all the pundits, all our fellow podcasters, you know, Mm. they they were all very impressed until. The unfortunate
0: incident mm. happened. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about um, Phoenix. Well,
2: I'll Phoenix. tell you about the impact of not only injuries, yeah, but suspensions <laughs> in Phoenix. <laughs> and, and in Phoenix's case, yeah. is there an impact? Is there an impact? Because Bones. look, Aiton in the late October, and you know he gets pulled up and suspended twenty-five games for testing positive to a diuretic. Um, which is, it's banned because it's a masking agent for performance-enhancing drug use. Um, we're talking about the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft. Um, he's apologised for um, unintentionally ingesting a banned substance. Um, leaving aside the, the excuses and the like, um, we're looking at what I want to focus in on is not the bad, but the good that the Suns have shown in the eight games that he's um, sat on the sidelines um, and that the team has played um, without him. Um, the Suns' current record, 6-3, and three, um, equal fifth in the West. Aiton um, is still out 17 more games. So in the eight-game span, the Suns have gone 5-3, and three, which doesn't sound a lot. But the way that they've won and the way that they've decimated certain teams is just quite incredible. I mean, you look at – you ask, how? How? Um, I mean, they
1: handed six as their first loss.
2: They handed the six as their first loss. I'm still feeling that one. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's 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 just incredible that you look at Booker's stats, similar to last year, He's I think this year playing with less stress, yeah, less pressure, because you've got that prominent point guard who makes his life easier in Ricky Rubio. Um, Rubio has been playing well. He's missed one game, but in that time, he's still he's 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 not his numbers don't jump out his car- from his career numbers. Um, currently, this season, shooting forty one percent from the field. points, 6.8 rebounds and 8.6 assists, which is somewhat consistent with his career stats. But this year, it just feels as though the team, the Phoenix Suns as a team have played as a team. Um, The person whose stats jump out as a marked improvement is Aaron Baines, major difference maker. Um, I reckon he's thrown his hat into the ring for most improved player.
1: Um,
2: You know, this year, 15.8 points a game, 5.8 rebounds, 3.1 assists, one block, averaging two threes a game. Um, And shooting at 58.9% from the field. I mean, last year he was getting six points, barely six points a game and barely five rebounds a game. Um, And we're looking at a guy who's come in, And is playing completely bonkers, in a good way, but fitting in with the team ethos, the team philosophy, that team ball, sharing the ball around. Just, it's a feel-good story at the moment. Definitely a feel-good story. Um, I like how the Suns are going. Um, Coming up, great homestand in the next week, playing the Lakers tomorrow, playing Atlanta, and then playing Boston All very gettable, all very winnable games. So, you know, that's it's gonna be
1: Lakers and Celtics.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so.
1: They're about to hand Lakers their second loss.
2: I think so. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. There's nothing stopping the house of Baines. Shout out to Aaron Baines.
0: Aaron Baines, yeah, it's a revelation. Just, Just watching him, um, being a fellow Aussie, um, yeah, he's getting. He's getting there for the Olympics for us. So hopefully the Australian Australian coach, Travis Coast Australia, um, will actually play him a bit more than than the FIFA.
2: But Baines, I can't, before we jump off the topic of the Suns, <laughs> mm. the teams he's played for, winners, San Antonio Spurs, won a championship, played for Boston, winning team. Even when his Detroit days, made the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know. He's lucky. lucky he's lucky. <laughs> lucky, but he's not only lucky. He's very good at what yes. he does. It's he knows his good. role. He knows his role. Mm. He knows, and but the most impressive thing is he stepped up. Yeah, when he's Definitely. needed.
0: Definitely.
2: Question is, will the Suns, if they maintain this current streak, will they play Baines and Aiton yeah. together? I mean, Baines is a good enough four spacer. Yeah, he's stretch four. Can you give be yeah. stretch four, stretch five. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely with these, um, free throw three pointer. He uses no legs exactly, but he goes in.
2: right <laughs> anyway, you get it done, anyway. just get it done. It's a simple game. You it's put the ball, ball in the hoop. <laughs> <laughs> does matter it how it? you do it? it. It's a simple game. <laughs> now, t, t, talk us about the other major suspension. Yeah, so. I guess the
0: the the one we want to discuss is uh, colin uh, John John so from Atlanta. so he was banned f- for using a substance called um ipam don't know if pronouncing that correctly but he, it, yeah but he uh, accelerates uh, the growth hormone mm-hmm. uh, in the body, so yeah he was banned for twenty five games by the league. before he was banned this year, he was averaging close to nineteen is no, seventeen points a game and um, yeah and eight, eight rebounds. He so, was
2: playing good.
0: He was playing well. Um, he was building off
2: that 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 season he had last year. Last yeah. year,
0: yeah, averaging 19 yeah. and a half points, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so the, the common things that's happening now is hand injuries has recovered, and it's anti-doping. Like, I've, been, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of ex-NBA players like uh, Steve Jackson uh, said that uh, when they get tested... Uh, they prepare their bodies, and they take certain things to, to hide it. Um, I'm not sure why, I guess, um, these young and bad players are, are getting banned more often. Maybe they, they need these these um, these vets to come in and teach them, teach them how to do it. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good thing, but, but I'm saying that um, a, lot, a lot of uh, veterans are coming out saying that they had to take things to, to help them heal um, it, and, and prolong their career. So what do you think about that? about the injury, I guess, either the banning. Uh, is the league getting too, too
2: tight on, on the banning? or? Um, I'm going the opposite. You're a cheat, you're a cheat.
1: Mm.
2: I think the 25 games is light. That's my view on it. Especially
1: I'd, for what they're taking. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: If it, if it enhances your performance, of course, and then does that take into question uh, his stats this year? Like, is that stats? Of course uh, it yeah. does. Okay.
2: But before it was suspended, when we're talking about a small sample size there. So it was good that the leagues picked it up early, right? Mm. And even with um, the um, National Basketball Players Association wanting to um, or um, s- sounding out that they want to go through arbitration to try and rescind the suspension or lessen the time of being suspended, the games are flying by. The mm. games are being played, and sooner or later... It's going to be up to twenty-five games anyway. Um, what's the lesson learned? I mean, NBA players have one job to do: play basketball, look after themselves, and that task. I mean, granted, in this day and age, social media comes into it, and you've got to look after your image and your branding, and the team does its job in that that facet. But if you're um, if you're paid to be an athlete and you've been playing basketball, granted. 20 years of your life, you know what it's about. You know that you've dreamed about playing ball professionally, getting paid to play professionally, um, and at the highest level in the best league in the world. Um, it, it comes down to, in a lot of these cases, it's the, um, unconscious ingestion, um, unintentional ingestion, Mm. but, um, it really has to come down to it, the individual when it comes to, um, what they are consuming in their body or at least questioning what <coughs> is being, um, eaten or drunk.
0: Yeah. I, these, these players get paid, um, tremendous amount of money. Right. And, and you think about LeBron James, he, he, he pays nutritionists and a chef. Like if, if these players are serious about being in the NBA, want to hire a chef or nutritionist and have a team around you and and they will know all the, um, all the guidelines of what to take and what not to take. So
1: yeah, I'm I'm nodding vigorously because I agree with everything you guys are Mm. saying. Mm. Um, these guys have teams and professionals dedicated to monitoring what goes into their body and what doesn't go into their body. Um, and I think one of the days where you can play dumb because you know what the rules are. You know what the consequences are. And if you're playing in the um, the highest league in the world, I mean, that's a poor choice of words, but you get what I'm saying. Um, you have to realize the importance of it. I mean, how many how many stories do there have to be of of players unintentionally digesting? Um, Digesting these types of things before,
2: not I just in the sport of basketball, yeah, yeah. In but world. in other, yeah. in other sports. But in terms of consequences, Aiton stands to lose two point one seven million of the twenty five game suspension. Um, that's no small fry. I mean, that's you know two casts with Ben Simmons, but shout <laughs> <laughs> out <have> to Ben, <laughs> love you, mate, love you. Uh, but it's an expensive mm. exercise and. I was listening to a, um, a pod um, cast, I believe it was on the Woj pod, and talking about how players, they love to play basketball, but also they love money. Money is very important. People are trying to get paid. And, you know, to lose $2.17 of off an, you know, unintentional ingestion is... Careless,
1: it is. it's mm-hmm. careless, uh, but you know. These guys are young, they'll learn their lesson, hopefully.
2: Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, impact hawks look disheveled,
1: and that's the thing that gets mm. me. I mean, we could be talking about the hawks and how well that and how well Trey Young is doing,
2: yeah.
1: um, but we're not, we're talking about Collins,
2: we are. But if, um, when you pick apart. Tray's numbers since he's come back from his his ankle injury. Um, granted, it was a foot injury, and he's come back from it. Um, he had one botched game, which was the second game, but he still put up thirty plus points and and significant numbers in the others. But efficiency has gone down very much so, where he is tasked to put you know points on the board. At any which way to do it, and it might not be constructive because he's missing his pick and roll guy. Mm. He's missing yeah. Collins. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's Don't missing that stability of someone to pass it to. I mean, at the moment, who's he passing the ball to? He's he's got Herder. Is um, Reddish is inefficient as well? Do De- uh, Hunter yeah. Park has yeah. played well? Yeah, he
1: has. He's benefited from this.
2: Yes, he has. Um, but. I mean, high hopes for Atlanta to make the playoffs this year, and this has sort of really, really derailed their season. Um, Unless they can start um, stringing some games together, it's going to be very, very tough to even get into the playoffs, which is very disappointing, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: given their at the start of the season the promise of doing well. Okay. Any more to add?
1: Yeah, can we talk about how much of an effect this is all having on fantasy
2: yeah we could do that <laughs> sure. we could do that
1: um, oh, um
0: man <laughs> i feel i feel the frustration
2: <laughs> so so in in our family's uh fantasy league that reg is in um that i've roped her into um reg still consistently does well and she's still up there but i think the the injuries now, and, look, i've
1: got a winning culture
2: you do have a yeah. win culture. You've not about win. to
1: go down without a fight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed.
1: But seriously, all of these injuries and suspensions are, are going to be difficult for fantasy owners to manage. That's my final comment.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so not being a fantasy uh, player like y- yourselves, um, when an injury happens, just explain to me, like a new uh, what what happens to your roster? Can can you trade these players off, or uh, can you get new players? Or Yeah, yeah. it's a good question.
1: Um, so. Injuries, you've got uh, an injury list.
2: Some leagues.
1: Yeah, some leagues will have an injury list. Depends on how your settings are set. So how does that work? So that means like a
0: real roster, you have 10 players, and then you have an injury reserve. You can place the players on. uh, I mean, it depends
1: what type of injuries they have. If it's a short-term injury, um, they'll just be listed as out. They stay on your roster, um, but you just wouldn't play them. If it's a long-term injury, something like Curry or Hayward um, or Lowry, um, you've got, depending on your league, um, a few injury uh, slots that you can put them in and pick up another player. Yeah. In the meantime. Standard
2: um, being two slots.
0: Yeah. So does that I mean your roster has 12 players or 14 players? At or? the
2: moment, in a standard league, there's 13 open spots, okay. roster spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if a player gets designated as being eligible for injured reserve, um, standard setting may be. Um, two extra slots where you can place that player on injured reserve and then pick up from the waiver, from the waiver pool, the waiver wire, two extra people if you've got two of those. The implication, though, is for notable fantasy players such as Ayton and Collins Mm -hmm. testing positive or being suspended. Yeah. What's the classification for them?
1: It's not an injury. It's
2: not an injury. Out. So you've got to wear. So that means you're you're down a player,
1: and yeah.
2: you, not collecting any stats for that player. Yeah. Okay.
1: You can't pick anyone up. You can't yeah. do anything with well, them. Well, you can drop them. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can.
2: You can drop them, but because they'll be gone for more than a quarter of the season. Okay. So so
0: once you drop them, does it go back into the pool? Pool, of and
2: somebody else can pick them up. Okay,
0: and then you yeah. can pick up whatever whatever player is not on the roster. Is that what the waiver pool? is? That's
2: right. Okay. That's right. The tough one is, and I know, Reg, we've touched upon this on a previous podcast we've done about fantasy, is in the roto setting, these injuries and suspensions are a little easier to manage, in my view, as opposed to a head-to-head where you've got to have a full-capacity team mm. um, up against your opponent for that week because otherwise you're just bleeding points. Yeah, So in games,
1: it, I mean, like head-to-head, yeah. um, Depends on how many games you have during the week. Correct. Yeah. So if you've got players who are just sitting out, yeah. your games are reduced with less capacity to to earn points in categories.
2: Correct. So in the Roto League, it's it's a little bit more manageable. Um, it's not easy. It's still it's still difficult to still um, pick up those key gems that everyone else has missed. And sometimes it's just about. It's, it's a it's a race and being on top of these things to mm-hmm. pick up that that um, that person such as in this case in recent times Norman Powell will be going off Eric Pascal will be getting um, um, some run Marcus smart Jalen mm-hmm. Brown people who are going to go into these um, roles with an increase in numbers that may have been on the way for wire may have mm-hmm. been in the way of okay.
1: And I guess that's probably a good thing to end on is that um, despite all of it, these injuries and suspensions, it gives other players opportunities to step up yeah. and really show what they're worth.
0: Yeah, the NBA is a league where you don't make it by accident. Like every, every player on injured reserve or whatever whatever list, they've, they've been a star somewhere in America, usually America or the world. Um, yeah, so the opportunity to shine, like Jeremy Lin, to, to name a few, and this year... Um,
2: Luka Doncic!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Number one fan right <laughs> here. So, yeah, so, yeah, and, and any more, any
2: more topics we want to discuss on this, on this episode? I'm just, I'm really just pumped for the season, and I know these um, injuries have been really um, a downer, especially the Haywood one, um, but it also makes... The league intrigue you can't you can't predict an nba season at all and and that's that's getting back to the first point why are you attracted to the nba why how did you get into it i mean it's it's this kind of season where everything's up in the air and that's exciting it's not a it's not a set plan that all comes into play um it's not a warriors super team or a miami super team it's it's it, it changes and evolves and it could just be because someone's bone um, has gotten displaced or hurt or fractured yeah.
0: I have one one thing like w- why are these players falling apart with with all the, all the people that have like you know, behind the scenes like you think about the 80s you like like we talked about the Knicks mm-hmm. and the bully ball and Michael Jordan like, we didn't see that many hand injuries or and people the people play 82 games oh. um, it, it was one of those things where you had to play with these games. Yeah. Yeah, so.
1: I think the difference with these ones is the impact. Like, these these are impact injuries. I mean, ones that you can't necessarily prepare for. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if we were talking about other types of injuries that, you know, um, non-impact ones, I mean, it, it definitely um, makes us question um, what all the um, physio and all of that is, is doing and what effect it's having um, and all the medical attention. But these ones are a bit freak and... There's really, sometimes there's just, it's just that. There's nothing more to it. Cool.
2: My um, take on it is the pace is significantly, the pace mm. of the game is significantly faster than 90s basketball. Um, with pace comes added possessions. Added possessions means more of um, burn and more run and more kilometers and miles that you're riding yep. on your body. Hmm. And um, it's a fast game now. Fast
0: game. Okay. Great discussion here. So, if you're watching us on YouTube or subscribe to any of our social medias or podcasts where we're listed everywhere, uh, subscribe. Hopefully, you can help uh, support this channel. And see you next time. Bye bye.